ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Friday, June 12th. My name is Javier Reyes, of course, your host of this here Lockdown Padres Podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, everybody, hit me up on there with any questions you might have, and I'll do my very old best to answer them right here on the show. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Remember to go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first order. And now, everybody, we got a good one for you. It's the Elite Eight of Sports Movie Madness. And we actually recorded um, the final, the final uh, podcast you're gonna, you guys are gonna get that next week, our final where we decide the championship. And let me tell you, it was a good one. And also, I think I'm fair. I'm uh, okay with writing this out now. I'm still gonna be doing podcasts with John and um, Gabrielle. We're gonna be doing uh, a little bit sports movie madness stuff, but not focusing on the bracket. We actually have some really quirky, uh, fun ideas. Uh, up our sleeves that you'll learn about in the future for kind of ones that we're going to do. And I actually genuinely think you guys are going to like them. Even if you didn't like listening to the bracket or even if you haven't listened to the bracket, I think you'll enjoy some of these like different ideas that we came up with. So uh, without further ado, guys, let's go. All right. So we are back. We are into the elite eight of sports movie brackets or sports movie madness or whatever it is we're calling this. We've got the number five seed miracle taking on the number Six-seed Space Jam Miracle defeated 12-seeded Secretariat. It defeated 13-seed White Man Can't Jump. It defeated 16-seed Any Given Sunday. Space Jam beat number 11 Chariots of Fire. It beat number 3 Raging Bull. And it beat number 2 Major League. So I will let Gabrielle, I know she's a huge Space Jam fan. Gabrielle, you want to kick this one off? I am, but I'm going to kick it off with a shocker that as much as I love Space Jam, I can't go with Space Jam over Miracle. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? What just I, just ba- I just bad news bears all over you. Um, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. I love Space Jam so much, but Miracle is like one of the greatest sports movies of all time. And it's so vastly underrated. And as much as I love Space Jam, I can't advance it over Miracle. I just can't do it. Yeah. It hurts me immensely. It hurts the fact that I have my space jam shirt sitting upstairs in my bedroom but i can't do it i'm sorry like miracle is just the freaking most it's amazing awesome yeah javi can't javi can't believe it <laughs> <laughs> javi which was more shocking this or the karate kid moment uh i think this and uh, i mean when you're done you, let me you know think I was gonna do this? no not really no okay <laughs> yeah i just guys i don't it's hard but i can't yeah this is uh, all right you want me to you i want broke me to take... brain we're like two minutes in i broke all right Hobby's. so so you ready for this to break your brain i can't believe this is happening i want to vote space jam oh, oh what is going on <laughs> oh my god i'm so frustrated right now why I am i hobby again by trying to not betray hobby no, I'm betraying my son. This is insane. So I rewatched Miracle just the other day, and I have to admit, I liked it. I did not quite like it as much as I liked it the first time I saw it, that first time of experiencing like a hockey movie. The first time I was like, yeah, USA and all this stuff. And yeah. I felt like 
really, really good. And basically, I think we are we might have already said this on a previous episode. This is just better Hoosiers. It's the whole team aspect, the whole underdog story kind of thing, except it just does it better, right? And there it is. Everybody drink. I was gonna um, say Hoosiers. We we had to go <laughs> like we couldn't go five minutes into this recording. Even in a shorter Hoosiers. episode. Even yeah. in a shorter yeah. one. Yeah. And with Space Jam, I at least I just love the uniqueness of it, and I love the the spirit of it. I can't. I literally cannot believe that this is happening right now. <laughs> yeah, um, this is pretty nuts. And Miracle, I, I just I don't want to say I was underwhelmed because I've been I'm a Gavin O'Connor stan, I guess at this point with all the other movies he's made. Uh, I just think that I think Kurt Russell kind of carries it a little bit in terms of the performance department. I still liked it. But it's definitely very cliche ridden. It's got all the the typical stuff. Yes, I do agree. It does the its mission, this whole theme, this whole bit, the whole plot, right? It's very Hoosiers esque. It's got little similarities in terms of the the underdog story and the we have to play as a team. While Hoosiers is just like, hey, look, the best player came back. We're gonna win now. Um, but I just I can't believe it. Yeah, I'm going Space Jam, man. Honestly. For me, it's kind of not close. Guys, I have another shocking thing for you. You know what I've been thinking about the past couple days after I rewatched Miracle? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was like, I kind of wish I voted. (laughs) What was that? I kind of wish that I voted. I I don't remember what TV reference that's from, but it's just like really. (sighs) Sorry. You just came from the rafters with that one. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But honestly, like after rewatching, I was like, I kind of like any given Sunday more. I kind of regret voting for Miracle. I don't know what's going on. Buddy, I, what are you even yeah. doing? I might have been losing our minds here, man. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I think I lost my mind, but it only started kicking in today. You know Maybe how that's hard what it happened. For me to choose against Space Jam. <laughs> and now, now it's up to John. I, I just, right, so, I genuinely feel like this one oh isn't even God. close for me. I just really feel like the heart. That's a, it surprises me that it's not close for you. Like that, that's what surprises me. Like maybe, all right, maybe it's not close. On me. I, I should rephrase that. It's yeah. not that it's not close. It's right. that this isn't for me the hardest one we have on okay, the elite eight. Like by right. far, yeah. Yeah, right. it's gonna get way worse. I don't know why yeah. we're all agonizing over this. We have uh, <laughs> yeah. terrible things to uh... heavyweight matchups here. Um. So yeah, I am gonna go with Miracle. I mean, I've, I've oh re-watched my god. Both- <laughs> I rewatched both of these movies recently. Uh, with Miracle, I mean, I will admit it does fall into some of the cliches that we've seen from a lot of sports movies. But the reason I'll give Miracle a pass on that, whereas other movies, you know, I feel like it can hurt their their cause a little bit, is it's exactly what happened. Like, it is the greatest underdog story, that a real-life underdog story, that mm-hmm. I, I think we've ever seen in this country. So I can forgive it a little bit for that. Uh, there's so many great scenes in that. Kurt Russell's fantastic. Um, I know the director knew right from the beginning that he wanted to cast Kurt Russell as Herb Brooks because he wanted somebody with like an athletic background and somebody who was fiery and had a passion for sports. So, I mean, her, her he's so good in this. He he looks more like Herb Brooks than Herb Brooks, if that makes any sense whatsoever. But yeah, I mean, I, I just love Miracle. I mean, again, I know it does fall into some of the cliches, but another thing, unlike uh, unlike how unlike how Philip Seymour Hoffman looks nothing like Art Howe. Yeah, no. Honeyball. Not really, yeah. Not not really at all. Um, but yeah, um, it, it does fall into some of the cliches, but I, again, I can forgive it because it is literally what happened. And, uh, you know, it's just a story that, that truly never gets old. And, you know, we've talked about also how, you know, the cinematography in some of these movies, how good it is. It feels like you're right down there on the ice with them. 
Um, so I, I can really appreciate it from that perspective as well. And no real creative liberties taken in this movie because you don't need to take creative liberties to tell a story this good. And as for Space Jam, I mean, I love it. It's so much fun. It's one of those movies. It's just such an easy watch. No matter how old you are, you just turn your brain off and you watch Michael mm-hmm. Jordan play basketball with Bugs Bunny. It's fun. You know, it's just a fun time. But I don't know. Space Jam, putting it in the final four is one of the best four sports movies ever made to me. And again, I really like the movie. I'm not trying to you know, make it sound like I don't. That might be just a little bit of a bridge too far for me. You know what I mean? Because it is just kind of like a goofy, fun movie about aliens and Bugs Bunny. Top four sports movies ever? Eh, maybe a little bit too far. But yeah, I got to go Miracle. So close one, but Miracle advances. I'm traumatized. <laughs> but you did it to yourself. I can't believe this. I, I can't mean, believe this. I know, this. but I also like really was trying to be objective. Yeah. And I can't believe that, like, trying to be objective, play, I played my, I feel like the DJ Khaled gif that, like, or meme where he's like, congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> That's literally what happened. It was like yeah. exactly what just happened. Oh, man, this is crazy. All right, should we jump to the West? The I guess the sure. finals of the West, if you will. Sure. Yeah. All right. Sure. We've got, uh, Javi, I'll let you kick this one off. Um, okay. And you know what? Introduce it if you want to. Tell us how both of these two, these two Is Javi got to okay this to do this, though? <laughs> <laughs> Am I? I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh, man. I've been a weird mood today. So, of course, Javi's we've got. Gone, like, Javi's gone like full Jack Nicholson the Shiny right now. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? It, you know what it is? We're, we're recording this later in the day, and it's kind of dark and kind of weird. Like, the weather's it's weird a today. Friday afternoon. So, yeah, yeah. Everybody's in a different mood today, I think. Uh, so we've got the number one seeded Rocky taking on the number two seeded Caddyshack. Only seeding that was one and two, you know, only kind of top seeded, I think, as we have. A lot more lower seeds are advancing in the other regions of the bracket. Hello, um, Hoosiers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we've got the, like I said, one seeded Rocky versus number two seeded Caddyshack. Rocky uh, was victorious against We Are Marshall. It was victorious against Rookie of the Year. And it was victorious against Brian Song. While Caddyshack defeated Blades of Glory, The Waterboy, and Bad News Bears. I'm just going to say it, guys. I think this is the weakest side of the entire bracket. It has some ringers in there. You got Rocky, obviously, right? And Rocky, by the way. Out of all the one seeds, it's maybe has the clearest path. You know what I mean? It's the type of thing where you put Duke and then you put like all the terrible teams in that one side of the bracket, which is the NC, which the NC right. so wants to do, right? Yeah. yeah. Bracket, <laughs> is it that the whole side of the bracket is weak? This whole corner of the bracket is weak? Or is it that Rocky is in this quadrant and therefore everything just seems immensely weaker by comparison? So I, I feel think like it's, 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 it's yeah. weak, but I will say if there was a movie deserving of the kind of easy little kind of uh, easier slew of opponents, I would say it's Rocky. It has the respect. It is the classic. You got You just got to give it some respect. And basically, I don't know if you can tell, I'm leaning towards Rocky. I really like Caddyshack. However, Caddyshack out of every movie in the Elite Eight is the number one movie that I genuinely could have picked so many other things if the seating was correct. Which, by the way, I like. I like that this isn't just us ranking top 10 sports movies ever. I like that there's a little bit of weirdness to it. I like yeah. that aside from just 
bizarre movies being in this thing in the first place. But I like that it's like, remember the Titans lost early just because of the bad matchup. There's a universe where remember the Titans is still in this. Absolutely. Like, it's not, no oh, question, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it just happened to go up against Moneyball. Um, Caddyshack, I really like. However, it is just a little bit too stupid and discombobulated for me. Comparatively speaking, of course, it has made the Elite Eight. I do give it its props. And it is a fun movie to watch. Um, but I just think that it's – I can't get over how – Rocky is is too much of a, a cornerstone of sports movies, too much of a cornerstone of pop culture. One of the great success stories, not just because of what the movie is actually about, but because of the one million dollar budget grossing like two hundred and thirty million ish dollars worldwide is a story that inspired a generation. Just that's all I'm going to say on it. Rocky for me advances. All right. Yeah, well, we talked about last time, last episode about like the cultural impact of Rocky and like the impact that making Rocky had on just like the entire franchise. It's like what seven movies or seven movies and this like you can't it's it's about so much more than just Rocky. And also, yes, like I totally agree. I feel like this corner of the bracket had a lot of movies where you're just like, eh. There's no way like it's not happening. You're not going up against Rocky. You're not going to win. Um, but I totally agree that Caddyshack, while being a very funny movie, it's just like we've said a million times, it's a movie that's not supposed to work. And therefore, like it's a miracle that it does work. And it is funny because it is very disjointed and messy and like weird. And you kind of have no idea what they were doing half the time. And there's like no central plot. You put that up against Rocky, which has such a clear plot and story arc. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, of all the matchups, of all the elite, ma- elite eight matchups, I think this one's probably the easiest one for me. And I think of the eight mm-hmm. movies left, I would probably rank Caddyshack eighth in, in terms of how much I like. Him. I still like Caddyshack. It's just that. People lose me when they try to tell me that it's the best sports movie ever made or that it's the funniest mm-hmm. movie ever made. It's like, all right, calm down a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Rock, Rocky's fantastic. And I had a random thought watching Rocky uh, the most recent time that I saw it. And I wanted to ask you guys about this as well. Um, so Apollo Creed, you know, he's got... He, so Rocky's actually a replacement in the movie. Apollo's going to fight somebody else and the guy drops out because I think he's hurt or something. And so Apollo... You know, I kind of like that he comes up with this idea on his own because he's like he's a total showman in in terms of just being a badass boxer. Um, And he gets this idea. Let me give an unknown a shot at the title. And then it's like, hey, yeah, America, you know, I'm a patriot. I'm the American dream, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But but like, are you like, what did he have to gain by this? Because I mean, I, I get the angle he's going for. But if he beats the nobody, then of course he beats the nobody. He should. If he loses, then it's a disaster. And if it he actually won in the first Rocky and it still was kind of like, Whoa, what was going on there? You know what I mean? Like, are you like from Apollo's point of view, does that seem weird that he would want to do that? I mean, I'm just tossing it out there. I think the whole point was that he's basically beaten everybody. And what more of an interesting round, an interesting kind of bit, because everyone loves the underdog story. That's kind of the point of the movie and kind of the whole, like, yeah. What do people love more? I'm just going to give some nobody a chance to beat me. And they know that people will just be attracted to the idea that it's a nobody. Maybe instead of because like imagine if Floyd Mayweather right now just or like just was like, hey, I'm fighting, you know, such and such from, I don't know, Kentucky, whatever, like some dude nobody ever heard of. There might be some intrigue factor to that, especially with the, the added kind of underlying element that it's basically kind of been 
hinted at it's shown in, in further movies that Apollo Creed is probably the greatest boxer right in this universe to ever exist. So maybe right. and maybe that's what happens though. There's a cockiness to it too. He was like, oh, whatever. Let me give some nobody a chance. People will like that I'm giving somebody who isn't you know a super professional making millions of dollars a lot of like a chance. That'll be right. like something people like about it. So I think that's what they were going for. But I, I, I okay. also get what you're saying. No, no, I, I mean that that does make sense. And you know, I, I thought about that as well. But uh, the only other thing I want to mention about Rocky is I, I think this is the one that uh Paulie like Paulie's kind of miserable throughout the entire Rocky series but he is at his worst in this movie I guess like throughout the series he has a little bit of a character arc where he becomes I guess slightly more likable as the series goes on but he is really just an asshole in this movie like did you guys notice that as well I think so yeah yeah I mean, like, there's the scene where he's, like, got a baseball bat or something, and he's, like, breaking everything in the living room and just yelling at Adrian. It's like, all right, I don't know what this is about, but okay. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I got to go Rocky here. You know, to me, this one's probably the easiest of all of them to pick. So is that a sweep? Yes, it is. It is a sweep. All right, fair enough. I'm nervous Um, for this next one. I'm ready, though. I got my takes prepared. But just before... I unleash some of my takes, guys. We're going to take a quick second to talk to you about Built Bar. The old homies, that's right, they're back better than ever. Maybe not necessarily better than ever because they already were better than most ever. Okay, you get what I'm saying there? You get what I'm saying? Protein bars, you know, I'm not the, the biggest health kind of nut in the world, but I have to admit, Built Bars, they taste like candy, man. And I like, you know, not like candy, man, like that horrifying creature from the horror movies and all that stuff, but just great candy. And that's really what's so great about it. I like it when I'm eating things that are healthy for me and they taste good. They taste like a candy bar. They've got, they're covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. And not only that, but they come in a bunch of old different flavors, as I've mentioned many times. Eight amazing chocolate nut flavors and eight amazing chocolate nut-free flavors. They're super healthy, like I said, for the health-conscious guy or gal. And remember, they are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. So if you guys are interested, which I mean, how can you not be? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Remember, that is promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right. Uh, I'm not ready for the next one. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I am either. Um, Yeah, we'll let Javi lead this one off, I think. Or did you? All right. Yeah, I'm I'm ready. Oh, you got it? Okay, go ahead. I got it. I got it. All right. So we've got number nine, Moneyball. Yeah, that still sounds weird saying, doesn't it? Number nine. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, number nine, Moneyball up against number two, The Sandlot. Uh, Moneyball took out number eight, Slapshot. It beat number one, Remember the Titans, and it beat number four, Jerry Maguire. Jeez. Sandlot. Yeah, yeah. Went through some heavy hitters there. This is the best the best region, by the way. Uh, yeah, the Sandlot. The Sandlot took out number 15, Necessary Roughness. It beat number seven, Dodgeball, and it beat number three, Bull Durham. And now we've got a heavyweight matchup of two baseball movies. And I just watched The Sandlot again last night. I still like it pretty much uh, as much as I ever have. And I just love the fact that it's a movie, I believe, made in the 90s that's based in the 60s that you can watch in 2020 and still love it. Uh, it, it, Some of these movies really show their age. I don't feel like The Sandlot does. I mean, obviously, it's set in a time, you know, a long time ago. But 93, gotcha. Thank you. 1993 set in 1962. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it's just because I love baseball so much, although we've, we've talked about this. You don't have to love baseball to love the Sandlot, but I just love the fact that these kids, every day, it's just their routine. They go to a baseball field, and they just do baseball stuff until the sun sets. And it just reminds you so much of being a kid. It makes you very nostalgic for 
you know, all the neighborhood friends that you used to have, because when you're a young kid, you know, obviously you can't drive somewhere. So you make friends with the neighborhood kids. And that's kind of the vibe that I get uh, watching the Sandlot. And with Moneyball, I mean, I love the movie. Don't get me wrong. Um, I do think maybe it's a little bit more niche than Sandlot is, where if you aren't a baseball fan, then maybe you don't quite get into it as much as you can get into the Sandlot. I can't really say because I am a baseball fan, so I can't really speak for everybody. And uh, I thought the ending to the Sandlot, I think the Sandlot has a better ending than Moneyball. And, and granted, with Moneyball, it's difficult because how exactly do you end a movie that, you know, doesn't really have a happy ending, doesn't really have like a true conclusion. You know, the A's just losing the playoffs and that's basically it. Uh, the Sandlot, I just love how it ends, you know, with the beast and everything and all the adventures. It's it's just so funny, like watching the beast chase Benny around town. And in their mind, it's like this, this just mutated like animal chasing them and meanwhile in reality it's like a dog who wants to play with a ball you know so i love that uh so i'm gonna go with the sandlot it's close but i got the sandlot winning whoa what was that <laughs> oh my the, uh, the landscapers outside through a window oh okay. let me just say let me say one more thing about the sandlot real quick here i i do think yeah. at, at times they make the other kid because like Smalls is new in town, and that's always hard, being young and being the new kid in town and everything. Uh, and Benny's nice to him. But, like, I feel like they almost make the kids, and I know kids can be like this. They This is how they talk to each other when, when adults aren't around. But I feel like at times, they're almost a little too mean to him. Like, if you're a kid, and you've got eight players on your baseball team, and some other kid shows up and he wants to play, it's like, even if he's terrible, who cares? Like, he's you, you have nine players now. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's like, I don't know, at times, like, like, I mean, they're making fun of him right to his face and just like talking bad about him to Benny and just being like, yo, he sucks. Don't let him play. And it's like, dude, like lay off a little, you know, <laughs> cut the kid mm -hmm. a break. But I don't know. That's just me. But I, I still love the Sandlot. Sandlot's got a win for me. All right. Well, I will take the second stab at this whole thing. I'm yes. thrilled to do it. Here we go. Okay, here we go. So, all right. I've been meaning to talk about Sandlot. I haven't really given my full thoughts on it. The Sandlot for a good portion of my life was one of my like five favorite movies ever. Um, and it still is one of my favorite movies ever. Um, to me, the Sandlot, Scotty Smalls is one of the characters that I've related to for a good amount of my life. I basically, that was me. I was the kid who was nerdy. Yeah, I kind of liked baseball, but I was a little introverted and I had trouble making friends and I didn't get the cool things and the, you know. Whatever the whatever the other analogy in my life growing up for the great Bambino, like whatever term I didn't get that I was afraid to admit I wouldn't get. Right. And just wanting to be a part of friendship. And that's basically what the movie is about. And it's also to me about nostalgia and that feeling of when you're growing up, those buds that you make that some of them you never see again. I have two uh, friends who I remember right up the top of my head that I remember I hung out with all the time and. It's amazing when I, I like tell people sometimes like those are my childhood friends and they aren't anymore. Right. You just you just kind of grow apart. Um, and I also love the the humor. I think all the kids are great. The It's yeah. just people going out, basically just celebrating summer vacation. That's what they're doing. However, I must say I rewatched it the other day for the first my first rewatch in a while. I, I still love the all the scenes. I love the stupid lines. I love the, you know, hey, man, it's all the pros do it. Hey, no, <laughs> big Chew, the best. You know, like yeah. really stupid, you know, forever. Like dumb, dumb, yeah, oh my dumb, God. dumb lines, but yeah. very, very funny. I have to admit, and I know that this, you know, some people might be like, oh, here we go with this thing, blah, blah, blah. Well, screw you, okay? This is important. <laughs> 
I'm having trouble the older I am. I can't do the Wendy Peppercorn scene. I just find that it's weird. And look, I I get that the movie's trying to be stupid and it is old. And I'm not, you know, that's where we were, I guess, in culture at time. But I just have a problem with the, this, it's like an assault practically by this young little idiot, right? And it just takes me out of it every time I see it. And what I like, what I like even less about it is almost like it was the cool thing to do. You know, it's implied yeah. this is cool. Like, yeah, yeah she, he's lucky he didn't be, get the crap beaten out of him, but it was cool that he made the move on the lifeguard. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. actually, no, it wasn't. That's not cool. You know what I mean? There's a difference that's between a, having dumb young kids who are like, Ugh, like after her, right? Like, it's just dumb, right? They're dumb yeah. kids. I think we can somewhat excuse it to a degree. But when it comes to actual behavior taken and actual actions taken, I just find it insulting. And I, I really just, I don't want to say it kills the movie completely for me. It'd be like a four and a half for me. But I can understand if it did kill people, a movie for me. I can understand why people would watch that and be like, oh my God, like this isn't, that's not cool, right? And I still love the the fireworks scene. That scene takes yeah. me back. It's just, I think the movie's about so much nostalgia. And I feel like we've all had that one summer vacation. I feel like most of us have had that one summer we will never forget. And to me, that's what the Sandlot stands for. But to me, I think Moneyball's perfect. Haven't talked about it uh, too much on this little uh, rambling of mine and my crazy self that I'm in, the crazy mood I'm in today. But I just think that the one you pair for quarantine, I can't do it. It does not age well for me at all, and I do not like that it's not dispelled at all. It's almost encouraged. I can kind of understand, though, you play ball like a girl because that is how kids talk, and I think it's hilariously stupid that we all, as young boys, we consider that like the greatest insult ever when we're younger. (laughs) Um, But the Winnie Peppercorn thing, I can't get over it. Moneyball, I love the ending of it. I love the, I'm just, you know, I'm caught in the moment. I, I, I love it so much, and I actually think that the kind of, uneasiness the um imperfect this you know kind of it's just an imperfect ending you know what i mean not in terms of quality but in terms of it not being a cinderella story and i actually think that that is a hundred percent how a movie and what everything moneyball stands for should be ending like you know it's just okay you know you keep okay. going and that's what i like about it so i'm going moneyball uh it's close but i really think that 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 peppercorn thing uh i just i just can't do it all right gabrielle Oh man, I no hate pressure. going last, <laughs> especially this round with this matchup. I hate going last. Um, <sighs> damn, Javi, I wish I, I wish you were going last because then I would have already <laughs> voted and I wouldn't have what you just said sitting in my head. Um, <laughs> here's the thing, Moneyball for me. I've talked about how much I love this movie how unique I think it is. Yes. The fact that it doesn't have like a happy storybook ending is what makes it so interesting, especially because we know that the Oakland days still haven't won a world series since then. Um, And like all of these other wealthy teams, including my Red Sox have now adopted analytics and like do it better than teams like the A's because they have the resources to like do it at the next level. Um, So like, you know, all of that. Whereas with Sandlot, like it has this like sweet ending where they grow up and they're still friends at the ballpark and all this kind of stuff. And like, I cry every time. God. I was hoping if I kept, I was hoping if I kept talking, I'd figure it out, but I still haven't gotten there. (laughs) Um, I was so set to like vote for the Sandlot 
because it just like it like we've talked about it like makes you feel like a kid again and hobby like you were just saying like you have those friends from childhood that you you're with them all the time and then all of a sudden like you're not and you don't really ever pinpoint that time when that part of your childhood ends it just kind of happens Mm-hmm. And you look back and you like remember that you don't remember the last time you played in the playground together. Like there was mm-hmm. no finality to it. There was no like mm-hmm. just kind of this is just it. It, it just yeah, it yeah. just kind right, of fades right. away. And it's like yeah. you enter adulthood. And there's something really like tr- sad about that. Like really sad in like that nostalgic like looking through an old photo album and realizing how much time has passed away. And I feel that every time I watch the Sandlot. And for that reason, as I'm talking about it and getting that sad feeling inside me, I'm going Sandlot just because, oh! <laughs> just because I it is so rare, in my opinion, for a movie to capture that, that yeah, feeling. I can't, I can't think like, of another think example. About it. Can you think about another well? movie that makes no. you long for your childhood the way that the Sandlot does? A few. A few, but I'm also a dork, so. Name them. <laughs> Stand By Me is one that comes to mind. Um What's some, just movies that I saw when I was growing up? Some of the Spider-Man movies, uh, The Way Back is one that definitely I think it was at the Way Way The Way Way Back. My bad. Uh, is with, that the uh, Zach Braff movie? No, that's with uh, Sam Rockwell. Uh, that movie. Oh, I because, loved Sam Rockwell. Yeah, if um, you want to know about that movie, to me to this day is the one that that made the kid in that movie. That's me. Like, if you guys want to know about how I was growing up, that is one hundred percent me. I'd love to talk about that movie, but yeah, I've definitely got some others, but. Uh, it's definitely, and that's a go against Sandlot. I'm not trying to do like the, uh, gotcha. <laughs> you asked me to do things. Uh, but, um, there's definitely some others for me, but Sandlot, I, it's still like up there for what captures that feeling for sure. Yeah. It kind of turns into home alone a little bit at the end. I don't know if you guys picked up on that too. I felt like yeah. I, hadn't wa- I hadn't watched it in a while and I'm, I'm seeing them like with the erector set and you know, all, all these different gadgets that they're using. I'm like, okay, there's a little bit of home alone in this all of a sudden. Not that that's a bad thing. That's a fun thing. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, as I know, speaking of Home Alone, the guy who directed Rookie of the Year is also Marv, the robber from Home Alone and Home Alone 2. And he is Brickma. He's Brickman. Brickma. Yeah, yeah. Brickma in that movie. Yeah, he's awesome. He's the man. He's great in that movie. And my sister is now standing doing... A mix of like Rocky and Muhammad Ali with her arms in the air because I call because when she first watched that movie, she thought his name was Rigma, not Brickma. And I thought it was so funny that she thought his name was Rigma that she's now Rigma in my phone. Like when I text her, her name in my phone is Rigma. That's she awesome. loves him. She thinks he's like the funniest character ever, which he is. He's a very funny character in that movie. He's, yeah, he's um, up there. He always gets caught in things. He always gets trapped. Somewhere. He's like trapped funny. in the door and he's trapped in the like ba- in the cage and the, the locker room, like all this stuff. But. um, <laughs> But yeah, I and I love Moneyball so much. I mean, this matchup to me, this is the worst matchup. The hardest matchup. The toughest. Yeah. 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 All right, but that was two to one for Sandlot, right? Indeed. Okay. Okay. Sandlot to the Oof. final four. I'm getting tough killed one, today. Hobby. Tough one. I'm tough getting one. killed today, man. <laughs> ah! Ah! I tried everyone. I, I hate how people in my heard my defense to not 
in my attempt to not kill Javi, I killed Javi, and that's the saddest thing of all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny, right. like, because like, before this, tur- like, I've recently rewatched both Moneyball and Sandlot. Before this tournament started, I would have said Sandlot by a pretty fair margin. It's close. It really is close, but I, I still got to stick with Sandlot. It's okay. But our- Sometimes right. you're wrong, and that's what this happens. Is... <laughs> all right, guys. This is... Uh... I know this one's mine, and I am. You want to introduce Honestly, it? Honestly, I'm fine with it. I'm good with this one, and I'm okay. I'm assuming you guys know how I'm going to go on this. I but think so. all right, so we've got a, for the final quadrant, the Midwest. We have a league of their own, and I'm sorry, I it's too blurry, and I don't have my glasses. I can't see what the seating are, and we already know that the seating for this bracket sucks anyway. We have a league of their own. Four, yeah. Four. That sounds right. League of our own versus Happy Gilmore, which was what kind of seed? Seven. Seven. Hmm, Interesting. So a league of their own beat out Creed, basketball, and I can't even see what the last one was. Foxcatcher. Foxcatcher. I am sorry. I don't have eyesight anymore. (laughs) I'm old. Um. And Happy Gilmore beat out Warrior, Rudy, and Varsity Blues? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. This one is not even a question for me. I'm sorry. It's League of Their Own. I really love Happy Gilmore. I think it's a really funny movie. I think it's one of Adam Sandler's best performances out of his very mixed career of playing the same character in all of his movies, albeit in different settings. And this one works better than almost all of them i love happy gilmore it's really funny it's one of the only good golf movies like it's literally this in caddyshack i can't think of another one um maybe space jam because they play they play golf for like a second (laughs) um yeah tin cup guys oh my god so good (laughs) it's a better golf movie than hoosiers obviously it is Um, it is drink fact everybody drink um but a league of their own First of all, like, give me that girl power. You mm-hmm. got it. Like, Final Four, girl power, League of Their Own, Gina Davis, Lori Petty, Madonna, Rosie, the girl who plays Marla Hooch, like, l- having a woman named Betty Spaghetti, um, and then Tom Hanks. Like, it's just such an epic cast. Penny Marshall directed it, so more girl power and it's women in baseball and it's historical. It's like mostly true. So mm-hmm. setting aside from all of what I just said, also it's just a stunningly gorgeous movie. We've talked about this mm-hmm. before the visual, like cinematography as the cinematography aspect of this. It's a visually stunning movie. It hits you with the comedy, the heartbreak, like all of it, the sexism, the girl powerness, like that juxtaposition is great. And it's just a really special movie. I can't, I mean, like, I legitimately, I don't know. I might be voting League of Their Own against Sandlot next week in the final four. We'll see. Ooh, wow. I'll probably lose that battle, um, and then I'll <laughs> deal I'll deal with that when it happens. But. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, League it's got to get own. there first. It's got to get there first. And I, I got to say, um, this is oh. extremely. This is extremely oh, close man. for me. Oh, man. But, oh. <laughs> but Happy Gilmore is, it, 
it's just the funny factor. It's one of those movies. It's one of those rare movies that I can go back to it over and over and over throughout all the years. And I will laugh several times every single time I watch it. It's, it's Adam Sandler at his absolute best. Um, League of Their Own, I like if there's one of just the tiniest little bits of nitpicks. And again, you know, we're into the Elite Eight here. These are all fantastic movies that we've got left standing here. The only thing with League of Their Own is I feel like the tone can change kind of at the drop of a dime. Like you have, you know, in one scene alone, you have Tom Hanks where he's talking about sitting on the toilet reading his contract. And then like, you know, you find out that the woman's husband has died. And it's just so you're laughing one moment and then you're you're just kind of shocked the next. Although, to be fair, I, I guess that that was reality back then. You know, if you're a woman and you have a husband away fighting in a war, uh, that could happen. And you live in fear of that every day. So I don't take you know, significant points away from League of Their Own for that. I just think the tone can be a little bit all over the place. Happy Gilmore, I always know exactly what I'm watching. It's got some heart, but above all, it's just a hilarious movie, and I just laugh every time. And, like, you know, just to use another example, like, I feel like with Happy Gilmore, I don't really analyze it. I just kind of talk about scenes that I think are funny. But just the fact in the being of the movie when you're kind of getting a feel for who Happy Gilmore is, and he talks about how he still has two league records in high school. Like, most time spent in the penalty minute in the penalty box, and he was the only guy to take off his skate and try to stab somebody. I just love the fact that he considers that a league record, that he tried to murder somebody, basically. But anyway, Happy Gilmore, I, again, I just it makes me laugh over and over and over. So it's oh close, but I'm giving a slight edge to Happy Gilmore. Oh, no! Oh, there you go, Javi. This is Javi's chance to destroy me. And I know. Take it. I can uh, feel it. This makes me feel even worse about not rewatching A League of Their Own. I didn't have time to rewatch it. I'm so bad right now. Oh, uh, um. Okay, so just put me out of my hard. misery quickly. That's all I ask. This, no, but like, yo, I'm not kidding. I have no idea what to go for right now. Oh my god! <laughs> Talk your way through it, man. That's what we do here. So <laughs> it's just ah. Oh my god. Um, What's well, fitting? This episode started with me killing Javi, and now it's ending with Javi <laughs> maybe killing me. I think that it, look, we talk about seeding and just the, the randomness of this bracket, and this is—it's just showing itself right now. You know, it's just there's some cosmic powers that work here to have this matchup. I think that is this our karma for Hoosiers and Tin Cup. <laughs> maybe it could be it's like oh yeah you took out uh tin cup but guess what we're gonna make we you did guys play god we did change the bracket yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna make you're gonna hate yourselves every single matchup that's what i feel like right now look happy too. gilmore i think that between these two i i agree john i think happy gilmore definitely is the one that i could just play you know but that's right. not the whole story, right? For me, right, there, right. there's more to it, right? There's like, for instance, I kind of was writing for Million Dollar Baby. I know you guys didn't. And it's not a movie that I want to see again. But there is something to it. And A League of Their Own definitely has that extra something, at least from what I remember. I really, really wish it wasn't like three years ago that I'd seen it. Um, I think that Happy Gilmore, there's a chaotic energy to it that is is very unique for sure, right? There's... These movies are both unique, though, like in their yeah. own way. And I think the acting is better. But I also think in Happy Gilmore, it's not traditional acting anyway. It's people playing caricatures of themselves, practically. So th th that's what's so difficult about it. Ha and, and League of Their Own is Tom Hanks. And oh, my gosh. Whew. Yo, I'm not like I'm not even it would be amazing if like behind the scenes, I'm just doing this to mess with Gabrielle. But I'm not like I just I'm not trying to do like a 
a lengthy death here or anything like that. I genuinely don't know what to pick. Damn it, you have John. Eight min- you have Should eight we minutes. end this? Should we end this on a on a cliffhanger here, and you can decide <laughs> in our next episode? That's only gonna make it worse. Like he's just gonna That's sit. True. He's gonna he's gonna go full Charlie Day in Philly. Watch both movies on a loop make over a and over. Wall, yeah. Make a wall yeah. of like conspiracy theories. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, but guys, I have to admit it's bothering me that I hadn't seen it. I didn't get my chance to rewatch it. <sighs> we can do. Hey, this is our tournament. We could do this however we want. Okay. This is a new first. If we want to do this, yeah. If you this really can be feel the good bit. about your pick, yeah. I really yeah. want to feel good about it because okay. I, I just I feel like it deserves for because I've seen all of these like pretty recently. I think that if you're in the elite eight, you deserve my my attention and whatnot to be watched right. again. And I'll have an answer immediately next episode. That'll be wow. my that'll be my thing. Wow, that's right. I love the I this love how crazy we go. And yep, that is. It guys, what a cliffhanger ending! I tease you at the beginning and how we're you know we recorded the final episode, but I didn't tell you that we mixed it up a little bit, and I'm not even telling you who the final four are. It's gonna be a final five. That's right, everybody tricked you there. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, and let me tell you, the conclusion's great. Uh, not to spoil anything, and I'm really excited for you guys to listen to it. And like I said, we've got so many other cool uh, versions of this bracket that we're going to do. So many ideas that I'm coming up with and John and Gabrielle are coming up with for how that we're basically just going to look for more excuses to keep talking about some damn sports movies. Because what else is there to talk about? I mean, really. Look at what's going on in baseball. They're fumbling with their joysticks and they're dropping the... I don't know why I said joysticks there, but they're fumbling with all their stuff and they, they just don't know what they're doing. Who knows what's going on with baseball, whether we're going to get... 50 games or 10 games. We just don't know. But uh, still, uh, tomorrow, guys, the episode, you got a Saturday episode coming because, yes, that's right, it's been hard for me to focus and plan out episodes a little bit, so I've been extending them kind of to the weekend. But still, this one's really good. I'm going to be talking with Taylor Ward of Locked On Angels to kind of break down uh, their mock draft special and what they had predicted for the Padres to do during the MLB draft and what ended up happening. Spoiler alert, they're really smart and... um, They're really smart picks, and I'm not very smart when it comes to the draft, so I really brought in a good old expert, and it's going to be a lot of fun, so stay tuned for that one, guys. But that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast app, whatever. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. And if you guys would do me a favor and tell your smart devices to play Lockdown MLB, which is hosted by my man Sully, he's been killing it, talking about all sorts of things. I just saw the episode that he posted today honoring Hideki Matsui and Claudel Washington. The Hideki Matsui part is definitely big thing for me growing up as a Yankees fan he was definitely that player that felt like aside from Jeter was my guy you know what I mean he was one of the more underrated players kind of on those those great Yankee teams that I watched growing up so anyway uh, until next time stay safe and of course stay faithful my Friar Faithful homies take care